Good morning, all of you. I am super excited to be here this morning with you and super excited to be able to share what God has placed upon my heart. Um, what Pastor was talking about, what we got to go into the cope and be able to show that love. If we can all go to Lamentations 3.22. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. Because for everything, we have to keep something in mind. And this verse, uh, these two verses really speak to my heart. Because no matter where, we need to be reminded that in Lamentations 3.22, it says, Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what happened a week ago, 10 years ago. Today, May 12th, I am telling you that God's mercies are made new. The devil is the one that loves reminding us of failures, of missed opportunities, of what if you would have done this or would have done that. God says his mercies are made new every morning. So this morning, I just pray that as we study his word, that we're going to be open to hear what God has for us. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for bringing us here. Father, I pray right now for you to anoint our ears to be able to hear from you. You anoint our eyes to be able to see what you want us to see. Lord, we are here. We want to be filled by you. I thank you, Father. I pray that you speak to every one of our hearts the way that you can, Father, and I thank you for your mercies are made new today, May 12th, in the name of Jesus, amen. Because of God's faithfulness, he's not going to leave us where we're at right now. Because of God's faithfulness, he has that next step for us, and he's going to help us accomplish that. Because of God's faithfulness, we will be able to walk in peace, true peace, not the peace that we see around that's temporary. That we may be in peace right now, but two minutes later, something happens and that's it. The peace is gone. No, I'm talking about that peace of God that no matter what is taking place, it is there. It, it's over your life. It is like a cloud, like the cloud that was covering the children of Israel as they were leaving from Egypt to the promised land that was protecting them. It's that peace that I'm talking about. Because of God's faithfulness, there is forgiveness for us. Not forgiveness one time, but constant and forgiveness because God knows it says he has compassion on us he knows that we will mess up but what does he expect for us to run to him to repent and he is so faithful and loving that he will forgive us and he will restore us and he will make something new in our lives today I want to talk about more anybody wants more of something I don't know, more of whatever, fill in the blank of more. We're going to look at the life of Hannah. So if everybody can go to 1 Samuel, we're going to be in 1 Samuel, chapter 1, a little bit of chapter 2 of 1 Samuel, the life of Hannah. So who was Hannah? Hannah was this, this lady. She was married. So by our world standards, whoa, check box number one, right? You're married. Okay. You have something for you. Box number two, she was loved by her husband. The word of God says that he would give her a double portion, a double portion more because he loved her so much. So great, right? Nice. But Hannah was going through something. Hannah was barren. She didn't have children. She was lacking. 
And this morning, my prayer is that we may see that not just as a physical thing of like, oh, I'm missing a child or I don't have children. That could be the situation for some of you. But what are you lacking? Because no matter what you are lacking, you know what? God is the answer. God is the one to give you more, to give you not just a little bit, to be able to maintain you, to be able to, okay, you know, I need enough strength to be able to make it to the day. That's not the God that we love and we serve. That's not what we're here this morning. It is that God that will give us more to be able to go beyond that that we can even see. It is that that I'm talking about. So she was lacking a child, but if you're lacking peace, God can give you peace. If you're lacking divine healing, God can give you that. Because yes, our science has gone, has, I mean, compared to 50 years ago, we're in such a different place. But not really. God is really the only one that can heal us completely and maintain us in a perfect health. So whatever it is, he can give us. He can fill that. So we can go to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 6. So we have Hannah that she is barren. She can't have children. But Hannah had another situation going on. She had this person that was by her side that loved to highlight that thing that she was missing. That loved to draw attention. But look at you. You're barren. Look at you. You're missing that. Anybody ever had had people issues? That you already are going through something, but that person just like, ah, it gets you even lower. And then by that side, even lower than that. So this is Pania. And it says, her rival also provoked, provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Hold on. When did she provoke her? When did she draw attention to that thing that she was lacking? When she was going to the house of God. So when you were doing the right thing, because there are people that speak into your life and are trying to draw out that thing that causes you pain and grief, don't stop pursuing. That's not God speaking. That's the enemy trying to stop you, trying to delay you from receiving and going to what you have. Because there are many paneas in some of our lives that are trying to highlight that. But we have God that says, I have come to set you free. And if you are free, you are free indeed. And there's no shame upon you. Because when our God that is faithful, his mercies are made new, what? Every morning when he sees us, he sees an amazing man of God an amazing woman of God and he says we're gonna do it today and you know what tomorrow morning when you wake up okay today is the day that is the God that we have that he gives us those renewed mercies so there was Pania that was yearly a constant thing nagging a constant thing bringing her pain but then in verse 8 of 1 Samuel chapter 1 then Elkanah that's her husband said to her Hannah why do you weep why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? Did he get it? He didn't get it. You would think the person that was in the same situation that she was in, he also did not have children by her, right? That he would get it. That one person that would understand. He didn't get it. 
Am I not enough? She's like, maybe all I need is a hug right now. Maybe all I need is somebody to cry with me right now. Not that, are you enough? So he did not understand her either. So she had somebody that was taunting her, provoking her. But one person that should understand did not understand her. So really she finds herself in the place of despair. Of, I can't go on. I might not want to go on. Anybody been there? So that's where she is right now. And we see in verse 9. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Silo. Now Eli the priest was, was priest was sitting by the seat, by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. Hannah arose. She had enough. I'm done with this. I'm going into the house of the Lord. I'm done. I'm done. Because up to this point, she hadn't spoken about it. She just cried in her corner, cried when nobody saw her, or maybe cried in front of people, but didn't vocalize it. The pain was too big. The shame was too big. It was too much. But at this point, she had enough. And in verse 10, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on my affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. This morning... We are believing for more of God. And that first step of more of God is to understand we need to cry out to him. We need to go to him and pour our hearts out to him. That is where it starts. Pastor spoke about this a few weeks ago in the Red Series about crying out. But crying out and everything will tell you not to. We see it with Jesus. Jesus was walking and people were crying out and they would tell him, shh. Stop it. But the ones that received their miracle would cry out even louder, would keep on going. So again, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, lacking a spouse, lacking children, lacking finances, lacking peace, lacking health, lacking provision, lacking vision for your future, lacking hope, whatever it is, it starts with crying out to God this morning. And saying, God, I need you. God, I'm in pain. God, I don't want to keep on going. Because too much have I seen the body of Christ. And I find myself in times as well. Well, I guess this is what my life means. And I guess I just need to figure out how to make this work. But what we need to figure out is how to call out to him. How to access God. And he will take us to that place of more. Not just a little bit, but more, more than what we can actually expect to have. Hannah made a vow to God. It talks about that she cried out to the Lord and she made a vow that I will give this blessing, this child that I so want. I'm going to do what with it? I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to give it back to you. And we're going to go back to that point in a few minutes. Um, 1 Samuel 12, verse 12, and it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli, that was the priest that was there, watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart and her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. 
another rejection. You had Penea on one side, husband doesn't understand. She pours out her heart before the Lord, and the man of God that is watching this says, you're a drunk, huh? Stop it. Like, what are you doing? Was she in the wrong place at the wrong time? Absolutely not. She was precise in the right place of her miracle. But again, we cannot be looking to our right, to our left. We need to be just looking and desiring what God has for us because nobody, including me, can provide for you anything. The only one that can provide what we actually need is God. Is God. So when voices rise up and people rise up to try to stop us, to even mis- misunderstanding what's taking place, you had the best intentions in doing something and they're looking for that one spot, recognize that's not God. That's not God speaking. But look at what Hannah did because there was a shift taking place in her. Let's continue reading verse 14. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have, spo- I have spoken until now. She had been silenced until the moment that she cried out to God. But once she cried out to God and was in that secret place and was able to really just let it all out before her God, her Savior, before her Creator, doesn't matter now what people are saying. She didn't go and cry. She didn't go and back off. She spoke and said, oh, no, no, no. This is what is taking place. This is what is taking place. She spoke up. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate and her face was no longer sad. I see evidence of a woman walking in faith here. A woman walking in faith because she has been transformed. She is now eating. She is not sad anymore. She is not crying anymore. So if we, when we look back at that situation, that we know that we need more, and we are still in anguish, we are still in pain, we are still crying, we need to cry out to God. That hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. But today, May 12th, is the morning that we are going to do that. We're going to let it go before our God because it is our time for more, for more, for more because God wants us to be able to stand up and be able to declare and he's going to do the miracle in our life. Time passes and God gives her Samuel. And when God gives her Samuel, in verse 20, she says, I have named him Samuel because I had asked for him from the Lord. She remembered where her miracle came from. For us to walk in more, we not only have to cry out to God, believe that he will do it, but we have to recognize and we receive that blessing. We receive that home. We receive that job. We receive our spouse. We receive our children. We receive that victory. That it didn't come because we're such great problem solvers. It didn't come because the stars aligned. It didn't come because it just happened. It came because of God. 
We have to recognize where our salvation comes from, where our hope comes from. And another thing that Hannah was able to do, she did not forget the vow she made before the Lord. And the Bible is super clear about that. And this is something that I know it's not very popular or very, you know, we want to talk about. But it's the truth. In Ecclesiastes 5, verses 4 to 6. Ecclesiastes 5, 4 to 6. God is super explicit in his word about what a vow is. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it. For he has no pleasure in fools. Ooh. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin, nor say before the messenger of God that it was an error. Oh, it was a mistake, God. I'm sorry that I said that. Or God, I forgot, so, so you sort of get it. Why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the work of your hands? Making a vow and fulfilling it is part of the recipe of walking in the abundance of what God has for us. It's called walking in integrity. Years ago, I went to a seminar with Larry Stockstone, one of the sessions about integrity. And I went into the session. Nobody's ever done this. Oh, this is a good one. I'm going to learn so I can, like, share it with somebody because I'm good with that. You know, anybody ever done that? No, right? You know, integrity, I mean, I, I'm faithful to my husband. I don't steal at work. Like, I have integrity. Like, I'm good. But part of Larry's first two minutes was, hey, Anybody ever told somebody, I'll be there at 11, and you show up at 11.30, and they should be happy with you because you showed up. That's lack of integrity. Oh, I'm like, what? Not being on time is lack of integrity? What are you talking about? And he just kept on going, talking about living this road that what you say has weight. And for me, that shook my world. Because so many times we just say things, right? Oh, I'll be there for you. Oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, yeah, call me whenever you need me. And when we call, oh, but this is not a good week. Let's try next week. This is not walking in that integrity and that vow. And that's with us. What have we told God? God. If I only get that job, I will now serve you and I will be there every Sunday, God, because I need that miracle. And I mean, you are there. You get your job. And three weeks later, oh, I have this extra cash. Let's go on vacay. Let's go on vacation. Let's go do that. Let's go. Oh, there's this, uh, this nice uh, thing I got on Groupon. This is escape room. It's the sale is Sunday at 11 a.m. God understands. I'll see you like three weeks from now. And just what are we telling God? This morning we need to repent before God. I need to repent before God on things that we just say. I'll be there. I'll do this. I'm going to do. And we don't. We need to align ourselves back. A few weeks ago we had a breakfast at the house and uh, Ellie and Tabby were helping me make the batter for, uh, not helping, they were making it. I just provided the ingredients. Uh, let's be real here. I'm not a chef. Uh, for these waffles, right? And they're making it, and then I see they don't use the oil, and it says to put oil. I have olive oil. Oil is oil, right? So after I'm talking to them, like, why aren't you using the oil? He's like, no, that's, that's going to change the taste. That's not going to taste the same. And I'm like, but oil is oil. No, not when you're cooking. Anybody in here cooks and bakes and stuff like that? Like, it's precise, right? 
If you don't use, I mean, if it says use three eggs and you use 25 eggs, like it's going to change. It's not going to work. Uh, but with God, he's telling us, he's telling us what to do. Cry out to me. Believe what I'm going to do. Fulfill the vow that you have promised. Start that what you say, your yes be yes, your no be no. Because this is how we walk in more. This is when we walk in the fullness of what God would have for us. In 1 Samuel 27, 28, we see that she says, this is when Hannah goes back. She's ready to fulfill her vow to give this baby that she so desired back to God. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to God. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord more. She gave it back to God. Not, I'm going to forget about you. God didn't do that to her. It goes on to say that she went year after year bringing him a special coat, seeing him grow up in the things of God, that blessing that God has given us. When we give it back to him, we see it what it really could be. But sometimes we want to hold on to that. Let nobody have a hold on it, not even God. And we lose of the fullness of what God really has for us. She not only came and brought her son, but she brought an offering as she was doing that. Go back to verse 24. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bulls, one ephod of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Silo. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. It goes on in chapter 2. She goes on into this prayer of rejoicing, of thanksgiving, of God, you are so amazing, so powerful. She wasn't giving back the blessing in mourning or I, I, I'm sacrificing so much, God, don't you see my heart? I have to give you back my child. No, she gave it back to him in joy. She gave it back to him in celebration. Here, God, here's my son. Thank you for receiving him. Thank you for receiving back this blessing. And I'm going to give you a gift on that, Lord. When we give to God, we have to give to God in joy. Everything we do, because that's where the more comes from. It's not in the amounts. It's not in, I'm giving God 3.5 hours of my week, and that's very valuable, and I just got to do it. I'm giving God because I love him. I'm giving God because I need him. I'm giving God because I can't breathe without him. There's nothing else that I desire except him. In 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he possesses in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, but God loves a cheerful giver when we give to God our time our talent that blessing that God has given us our finances we need to do it in joy because that's where we get the more that's where we get the abundance of God in first Samuel 2 21 we see here and the Lord visited Hannah so she conceived and bore three sons, two daughters, 
Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. This is what we want. She asked for one son, and I'm going to give it back to him, to you, Lord. She had the one son. She gave it back to the Lord in joy, in gratitude. She came back year after year to see her son being raised to be a priest, being raised in the house of the Lord. And God gave her what? Five more? That's more than a hundredfold blessing. That's more like that. What multiplication is that? And that's what we want in our lives. Not God, just give me enough so I can get by for today. Give me enough so I don't go and do a crazy thing. Give me, it's not that. It's Lord, give me the abundance that you have for me. But it starts by crying out to God, letting God know, God, I need you in this area in my life. God, I need you because this has been tormenting me. This has been stealing my peace, my joy. I need you, God. And after we cry out to God, believe that he is working. Give it back to him. Give it back to him. I know I've been asked, oh my gosh, like being a pastor's wife, like something be so difficult. And you know, you don't really have like, like a life. I'm like, well, what do you describe as a life? Cause I think I do have a life, but we'll talk about that one later. Uh, but what, what is it? You know what? I could not have attained anything in my life on my own. So if God wants my Mother's Day, my Father's Day, my Christmas, my Thanksgiving, my whatever, He can have it all. Because the three children I have is because of him. The husband I have is because of him. The house I have is because of him. The peace I have is because of him. The health I have is because of him. And when we recognize that all we have is because of him, what he's asking is nothing in comparison of what he actually can give us. So let's believe for more. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And if we can all just stand to our feet. I don't know where you personally are right now this morning. If you have not cried out and you need to cry out this morning. If you have cried out but, but not really because you haven't believed it. There hasn't been a shift. Or God gave you that initial blessing and you were just okay. When God said give it to me I have so much more for you. That was just a start. This morning, the Spanish service worship team was singing a song about the Alpha and the Omega. God's the beginning and the end. And somebody gives us something, we think, oh, we made it. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Don't stop there. Keep on going. Keep on going. Hannah gave her son back, the blessing back. Hannah didn't take it back. She was going year after year to visit her son. She didn't say, God, you had him for a month. You didn't. Okay, I, I'm, I'm taking him back. How many times have we prayed and if God doesn't answer in six months, that's it. We're ready to take it back on. Let's leave it back at the altar. Let's leave it back at the altar. Because he can do exceedingly and abundantly this morning.